Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hello. How's, Hello. How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's going really well. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice evening. Yeah. Uh, we're recording. Uh, you know, well, I'm brewing in the evening now, so it's yeah. probably going to be dark by the time I finish. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's going well. I've had a, I've had a nice day uh, working in the pub. Yeah. Yourself? You, uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a long day. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it will have you. You were like what five a.m. Yeah, uh, working in the breweries does have its uh, disadvantages, such as the five a.m. starts and that sort of thing. But, ah, get over. But there are <laughs> many, 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 many good parts as well. There, so. there, there is many good parts. Um, but yeah, so we're we're brewing now. This episode's going to go out in a couple of days. Um, and yeah, what like, are we brewing? It's something that I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to doing. So we're doing a English IPA. Yes. So um, you know, you could just call it a IPA, but I think the the issue with that is that is more synonymous now with American IPAs, yeah, as sort opposed of West to Coast a, sort of uh, is yeah, what most yeah, people yeah exactly. Imagine. You know, like kind of super crisp, super pale big fruity hops and you know just like how many ibus can you fit into your ears (laughs) you know like that's that's kind of what a lot of people kind of assume is when you talk about ipas that's what you're doing yeah we're going for uh, a more traditional english ipa yeah uh, ipa is one of those ambiguous terms it does mean a lot of things to a lot of different people um, and the thing is, is that the, the style, like stout, has ex- changed yeah, exactly. so much, and there is now, you know, American IPA is a style. Yeah, English IPA is a style. Like you know, there, there and so they many, are subtly different. Yeah, exactly. There is so many styles out there. So, like I say, it's like a stout and a porter. You know, at one point they were just one was a strong version of the other. You yeah. know, like but now stout is a style. And now English IPA is a style of beer. Yeah, um, so so it's not your your super traditional India pale ale. Uh, no. I know I know a lot of people do enjoy going down that sort of historical brewing route, and it's really interesting. But I've not put any effort into it myself. Like you know, looking at really old recipes from the 1700s and and doing research on on grain and and yeast and and the hop varieties and that type of thing yeah. in order to get as authentic as possible. And the thing is, like, like, that's a banging idea. I mean, I think you, you you will struggle to find an incredibly authentic yeast strain just because, you know, mm. evolution. It's been um, selectively... And, and they didn't know what yeast was back then. So exactly. everything was yeah. a, a, a bio mess, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, you, like, you have that version. Um, and, you know, just the... The term, as soon as you say India Pale, most people go, oh, yeah, it's called that because they used to transport India and that's where dry hopping was kind of first... Um, you know, thought of as yeah. a way of preserving the beer. I imagine there is some truth to some of that story. Yeah, yeah. But I imagine they probably came up with dry hopping a long time before. <laughs> they yeah, were like, oh, yeah, should yeah. we just chuck some of these dry versions of this 
into that beer, it might preserve it. Yeah, and plus, you know, if the, if the beer was that good, they would have drunk it at home just as much as they sent it away. So exactly. But, so that is, so you would have had IPAs back in the UK. Yeah. Um, the the version we're brewing, um, it is. It's probably a more modern version of an English IPA, but it is probably mm-hmm. what most people have now as an English IPA. Yep. So it's uh, using English ingredients. Yeah, all, uh, so, all of them, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I've went for uh, like British malts, British hops, um, and it's to try and showcase that that sort of thing. You know, you don't you don't have to have New World hops to get that the sort of big punchy flavors that you're looking mm. for. Um, it's going to be slightly maltier slightly darker in color yeah um, and sort of orangey rather than yeah exactly rather pale. rather than like kind of a super straw color yeah. um and then you're wanting some of that english ale yeast flavor that's like fruitiness oh yeah, from yeah, the yeah, yeah. ale yeast rather than it just being like super clean super crisp like essentially going for right how close to a lager can i get <laughs> and then bang loads of hops into it so that the malt character is just not really that present yeah um you know it's a lot it's a lot about the balance trying to bring that balance into it so kind of like your best bitters and stuff like that do where it is it's a very english thing to try and get the hops and the malt to balance each other out yeah you so you can taste want, both yeah you still want that type of balance but it you want it to be erring more to the hop side than you do mm. to the malt side which a best bitter would yeah and that little hint of malt coming through that little hint of yeast coming through yeah exactly should be, should be lovely should yeah be lovely. I, I am really looking forward to trying it um and just kind of seeing what seeing what happens because we spend so much time especially as homebrewers going right what big and wonderful and crazy thing can i do next and that's fantastic because that drives on experimentation mm. but it's also quite nice just to go uh, let's see if we can just recreate an old <laughs> classic nice. or let's see if we can kind of take something like an old classic and tinker with it a bit so that it can become a bit more relevant. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be a shame to lose that traditional. Yeah. That, like, stuff, like, yeah. like these styles of beer just because they're just not popular anymore. Because I mean, how many times have we talked about styles of beer where it's like, yeah, this style of beer practically disappeared. And and yeah, it's only just come back in yeah. the last and 10, it's just like, years. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a shame. Like, you know, in, in today's you know, technological age, we should never lose any of yeah. those sort of old things. So it's quite nice to give them a go and yeah, just go, yeah, yeah. Is it good? And is it not? Can I make it good? I I think an interesting thing is that there is perhaps an ulterior motive going on with this one beer. Uh, a a certain reason why you might be brewing it. It was definitely a style that we had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were thinking I, about it. Yeah, like I have... Um, I, I'm planning on a, doing a canoeing trip in November. <laughs> um, and one of the things that makes canoeing trips difficult is getting any sort of practice in if you don't own a canoe. Um, so one of the locals that drinks in the pub, he has a canoe in his allotment that he owns. And he said that we could use it basically whenever we wanted and didn't ask for any money and i was like well he likes an ipa so maybe i'll just make him some beer <laughs> so that's that's where the vast majority yeah. of this so, beer so will you're brewing go. it for a canoe almost i'm i mean i'm brewing it for a person who owns a canoe True. <laughs> i'm True. using i'm using beer as canoe rental liquid 
<laughs> that's that's what I'm doing. It sounds delicious. It really does, doesn't it? Oh, I should have brewed it in like some sort of bathtub or kayak. Yeah, or in something. in a canoe. I should have brewed it in a canoe. Fermented in a canoe. Oh, fermented <laughs> with the yeast found on the base of a canoe. Yeah, maybe not. That's traditional. Yeah. Like water from the from the Thames. Yeah, this sounds horrible. Yeah. Can we just stick? Let's to, just stick to the recipe. Right. Yeah. So what is what is specifically in this then? Uh, so specifically in this. Um, Obviously, like specialising in all English uh, ingredients, um, and again, as usual, all of our ingredients are supplied by the Malt Miller. Uh, so you can, you know, go online, type in the Malt Miller, and you will find them. Uh, I do believe it's the Malt Themaltmiller.co.uk. Um, you know, go and find them. They provide us with all our ingredients, and they are a fantastic supplier. Yeah. Um, and they have kindly given us these ingredients. Uh, so we have marisotta. Oh, I've got some here. Yeah. yeah. Like, have a, have a try. You've tried the marisotta before, yeah. and I know you love it. I love it. I love it so much. Give us a quick rundown on um, delicious marisotta. bready, um, How you fluffy. feel about it, how, you know, what emotions yeah. does it evoke within it's, you? It's warm, but it's... <laughs> it's warm. It's, it's warm, but it's fluffy. Okay. Uh, um, and, uh, and that's enough about Marisotta. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go I back and you, listen to all the other episodes. Yeah, I know where you we, love it. Yeah, okay. uh, so next up, we've got a very small amount. It only makes up about 8% okay. of the grain bill, and that is um, caramalt. Caramalt? Yeah. Ah. So, have, we, have we used it? I, I, I yeah, know it I'm familiar with used. it, but have, yeah, okay. I mean, what Marisotta. Uh, so caramel, it's essentially just a, like, like, a crystal malt okay. um so real light obviously you you want that you want that sort of caramelly uh, malty flavor to come through with an english ipa you don't want it to be all just marisotta mm. um you know marisotta will give you that sort of like white bready malty flavor but you want something just a bit sweeter mm. uh to help kind it of, is sweet yeah to help try and balance out those hops it's it's not as aggressive as crystal though no, uh, to eat. I mean, like a uh, crystal's got a big punch. Like uh, you, you know, you're eating something. Whereas this, it does have that sweetness and the caramel, and yeah. just that touch of roast. But it's not, it's not aggressive. It's, it's really easy going. Yeah, as so a, th- as th- a th- chomping I think this malt. runs in at about kind of like thirty EBC, like color uh, yeah. rise. So okay. it's real low. So it will give that sort of like golden look to it. So it's not yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a pale straw. Whereas if I just went one hundred percent marisotta. It would have been quite pale, mm. uh, whereas this I think will uh, increase the sort of the, the, the uh, that sweet malty body to it as well, uh, and also just get the colour to something which is a bit more like a, mm. a traditional English IPA. Uh, and then I've just went for some flaked wheat, ah, which then, we've got yes, there. So you we, know, we've by all before. means, have a chew on yeah, that. Yeah, I will. Uh, this is literally just there for sort of head retention. Mm-hmm. Um, Adding a little bit of body, you know, something just, yeah, <coughs> I use it. This is the problem with eating dry grain. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm all right. I'm good. All right, Mr. Yeah. Dry Mouth. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. And then obviously hops. Hops. That's so, the star. Yeah. So kind of hops is where it's going to be at. Um, so we've got um, Target which I'm using for bittering. Okay, what should I expect? Oh, you're only using it for bittering. (coughs) 
Yeah, so okay. so, so, so target is just just there for bittering. So very little of the aroma and flavour is going to be coming into the beer, if any. Yeah, exactly. Um, you I'm know, still going to give it a sniff. The alphas in this are round about eight percent ish, and you know, it's it's a nice hop. Uh, I think it is a nice hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. are you enjoying that? It's very pleasurable. I find most hops are very pleasurable to just stick your face in. <laughs> They're very pleasurable in, in, on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you can you can smell the resin in that. Like yeah. it's it it's absolutely beautiful. Um, nice. So yeah, that is purely there as bittering, and then we've got um, Challenger and Bramling Cross. Oh, okay, I'll grab the Challenger. So uh, Challenger. It will be spicy. Um, it'll be slightly fruity in the aroma, and that's really kind of what I'm looking for. I don't want like kind of mango, grapefruit, pineapple. I don't want those big flavors coming through. You know, mm. I, I I wanted to stay away from kind of fuggles and goldings because you know they just they used a lot, and I just want to kind of want to experiment with some other British hops, but sticking with that spicy sort of noble end of things it is a it's a little bit more subdued than the target but i I think it's a bit more um it's more delicate and more balanced in the in the aroma like target's quite a big hit up front but it's very much a sort of uh yeah big grassy hoppy in your face type stuff whereas this is um yeah which is kind of what you want from your bittering hops like you want your, your bittering hops to be you know kind of have that sort of smell to them yeah um but yeah, like the I think the flavors that will come from this will be absolutely fantastic for the challenger. Like really really nice. Yeah. Um, and then you got the Bramling Cross. And then Bramling Cross. So like this is, you know, sort of like kind of blackberry uh, currant sort of like dark fruit. Ooh, yeah. Um, no, like, straight like, away, like dark that fruit is... aroma. Um and, you know, that I think will work really well with the spiciness of challenger. Mm. Like just to kind of give that sort of english hedgerow sort of flavor yeah you know so you know like you can imagine you you can imagine sitting around kind of harvest time you know you've got all of the grain around and stuff like that and (laughs) you've got all this nice fruit just sitting in the hedges and yeah like yeah the dark fruits on that are coming through a lot stronger than i thought they would yes yeah and but then there is there is some correlation between smelling the raw hops and the flavor that comes out in the beer but not as much as, no, as we no. like to so it'll be interesting to kind of see how they go so basically i've went for um target is going to be a bittering challenger in the last five minutes yep um and then we're going to have some brambling cross and challenger steeping at about okay. 90 degrees for 20 minutes um and then i'm using um which is kind of what m- makes the difference between an ipa and a pale ale is dry hopping so dry hopping is going to be brambling cross and challenger so that's going to be after primary fermentation going to be banging in you know a mix of these two hops yeah yeah yeah. and that's where you know you're going to get all of those kind of the big aromas from they're going to be sitting there for five days give or take um and just letting all those nice oils just leach into the beer and that's going to be the dry hopping phase Lovely. lovely um so if you want any of the exact numbers uh, for all of this, head over to the Malt Miller, and if you look for recipes, you can find 
all of our recipes on there. Just look for the episode name. Uh, this one will be English IPA. And not only can you see the recipe, but you can actually buy the recipe pack. So you just hit buy. You get all of the ingredients in the quantities that we've used. And then you can brew it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is really Easy handy peasy. because it allows us to kind of test our beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loads yeah. and loads of times. So if you decide to make any tweaks, any changes, get in touch on Twitter. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, if you've got any questions, obviously yep. just get in Twitter, touch. Twitter, yeah. uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of yeah. that. Uh, it's, it's all just at by the mash ton. Yeah. But yeah, like all of, all of the kind of in-depth percentages and quantities and everything is all available on there so please just head over there and give it a look yeah because this is a recipe that i am quite looking forward to because it's been quite a while since just a, as a you know at a personal level brewed an english ipa i don't know yeah. if you have ever brewed um, one yourself i i tried to do a hybrid one early on in in brewing so uh where you you had sort of some American ingredients and some English ingredients, and it was trying to showcase both, but it, it was just a bit ambitious for my ability. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I think this one will be a good one, um, and I'm quite looking forward to trying this yeast as well because this is a yeast I've never used before. So, yes, I'm using, which one? Um, which one is it? British Ale yeast, which is uh, it's from Y Yeast Labs. Uh, the product ID is 1098. Okay. So, like you know, you can find it just look for why yeast 1098 is the number uh, and it's just a very basic british ale yeast uh you know it's used for british ales pales bitters uh english strong ales um it will have that sort of like fruity note which i think will work really well yeah um but it should emphasize the hops that's what i'm hoping from this yeast yeah good stuff is that it's going to really drive on that um and this this brew this is the first time I'll be using my new uh, fermenter. Ooh, yes. And, Look online for pictures of that. Yeah, and also be using um, my tilt and my brew bot oh, for the course. first time as well. Yeah, because well, you're going well, off, at least you? At least the first time properly, because I, I, I used them in the Kolsch, uh, but that was after fermentation. I was just using it to kind of keep an eye on the temperatures and lager while I was away. Mm. Um, but this is the first time where they're going to be in there straight away, and I'm going to be fully relying on my brew bot and tilt to basically do all my temperature control exciting yeah yeah it's a kind of <laughs> new, it's, 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 it's new equipment time and it's like oh god it could all go wrong nah it'll be fine no nah, i'm sure it'll be fine, it'll be fine. should we should let's we get, get beyond getting parched yeah. so first up we've got uh we've got the first of two beers that were brewed under license i believe yeah so um i went and did the I went and did the shop for this episode, um, and as always, the my first port of call is Grumpy Goat yeah. because that's our local bottle shop. So it's like, right, well, that's the one I'm going to go to. But English IPA, it's a very traditional style. Yeah. But the the thing with the Grumpy Goat is obviously they specialise in like having a wide range of a kind of unique, interesting um, yeah. beers from around the world. So trying to get a hold of like a traditional English <laughs> IPA. Like they had, they You've had, had to one, go to a supermarket, like, and I know they've had plenty in in the past, but for them to just be kind of stocking them as standard, it didn't. It was it was a bit more difficult. Yeah. Whereas it was like, well, actually, I could just pop down to you know Tesco, or Sainsbury's, or you know like kind of any supermarket, and there's plenty of breweries that do this sort of thing, especially the big British breweries. 
But I went to Marks and Spencers. Yeah. Because I know that they they have a, a reasonable range. And it's quite interesting to get something brewed under license. So it's brewed for Marks and Spencers. By this Marston's. One. Yeah. Like it, it, it's brewed by Marston's. So. Yeah. And uh, they obviously make a deal of the fact that they are based in Burton-on-Trent. That is yeah. something that we did neglect to mention, is that a lot of the early English pale beers that became notorious and famous yeah, were, brewed were, in Burton. were brewed in Burton because of the Gypsum Up River, yeah. uh, which is, is a highly sulfate. So it is hard water, but it's not like the calcium carbonate we get in the in the Thames area. It's it's uh, uh, sulfate, so it's it brings out a bit more of that hop punch yes. and dampens down the malt just a little bit. Yeah, so it's that's, it. that, that's something I didn't mention. I did what I did do water treatment. Yes. So uh, for this area, I've had to use uh, AMS and DWB. Um, you can ask me what those mean. I will not be able to tell you. <laughs> I buy them. It's it's making it more like Burton. Yeah, it's Burtonizing your water essentially. Yeah. So the beer name. Now that we've uh, established that the brewery is Marston's, go is on then. Staffordshire IPA. Well, there you go. And yeah. the artwork is what looks like an outline of uh, Abbey? It uh, uh, could be a castle. Some trees? A tiny castle. Tiny castle. The bridge. Re- uh, yeah. On a bridge. A church. A church, is it? I don't know. Who I'm knows? guessing. Some sort of, you know, very British thing. Yes. Welcome so- to the podcast. We guess what a shape is. <laughs> right. So. How are you feeling about the beer? So, like, like kind of colour-wise... Yeah. It's exactly what I was expecting. It's it's pale, but it's more orangey pale. Yeah, it it's, looks it's like... Not... Look, kind of looks like uh, Iron Brew. Yeah. Sort of colour. A bit less Maybe luminous. Maybe not as lurid. Yeah, <laughs> lurid. That's a good one as well. Uh, on so, the nose. How, yeah, how, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, it's it's lacking in that fruity zing punch that, okay, you, yeah. that you get yeah, no, from that, uh, American Yeah, I get stars. that. So, it, it, it is very sort of kind of down-the-line... Um, yeah, very sort of what you'd expect from a traditional smell of a beer. Yeah. There's there's hints of English yeast as well. Like yeah, the, the, that, is that they slight are present. fruitiness. Yeah. Um, I, can you just pass me the bottle? So uh, like, I don't know. Do they go into um, hops um, in this? Not that I know. Just uh, just full. Yeah. No. Like, like again. Like you know, very very standard water, malted barley, carbon dioxide, hops, mm. and yeast. Um, so not bottle conditioned not bottle conditioned which does make it easier to pour it does um, what I do like is suitable for vegetarians and vegans yeah so this is you I know mean, if it's not bottle conditioned there's no reason well exactly so I'm guessing to, it's probably even if it is bottle conditioned potentially filtered because I mean that is very clear yeah 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 That that's almost definitely filtered yeah it wouldn't be um, sat in the tank long enough to Ooh. drop out naturally that maltiness is there, yeah. like really heavy. Like the the caramel is there, but it it's still got a very dry finish. Yeah, I see what you mean. Just a a, a sort of light caramel. There's there's tiny bits of almost like sort of lemon and grapefruit there, but tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, they they I'm not cut getting through that big malt. hop flavor. That's no, the thing. no, no. It's not dominant. I'm I'm really struggling to pick out no, sort I, of fruit hop flavors. Yeah, I'm. But, I'd be intrigued to see the recipe for this and actually see at what percentages it was dry hopped. Yeah. Because what I'm getting... I mean, it's a, it's a pleasant and drinkable beer, but there's no... 
I know there's no big hop hit which I would expect from an IPA, and I don't know if maybe that's just the fact that I've grown up in a time where <laughs> IPA is, you know, big hoppy. You know, you dry hop with eight thousand grams of yeah. Yeah, yeah. every hop you can get a hold of because the hops are supposed to hit you in the face. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, and whether or not maybe that's not actually that traditional. No, maybe. Or maybe this is. Maybe, maybe. How do I you mean, feel about it? It's pleasant enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see myself drinking a whole bottle, um, but if there are more interesting things on the shelf, I would prioritise them. Okay, well, I mean, let's see what else is interesting on the shelf. Okay. And, and try another beer. All right, what have we got next? Uh, this is Goat's Leap. Goat's Leap. Goat's as is in, that- like... <laughs> sort of goat yeah uh, but is it from, is it that like is are they saying that goats do leap or is it the leap belonging to a goat i don't know you look at the punctuation oh, there, there's a there's an apostrophe for what? everyone there's an apostrophe no there is an apostrophe from cheddar ales we okay. haven't had anything from cheddar ales uh i think we used to at the pub back in the day um, i don't think i've ever tried anything from cheddar ale so i um excited about this bottle conditioned by all accounts hold on let me just have a little look in the bottle I've rinsed it out. Oh, did you look at the bottom <laughs> of the bowl? Yeah, there, there was there was a, a nice cake on the bottom. Because the thing is, like, like, I, I see this I like quite dusting. often um, with certain beers that you get in like, restaurants and stuff. And they like, oh, it's bottle conditioned. It says bottle conditioned on the bottle. And they hand you the bottle, you pour it out, you look in the bottom, nothing. It's clear as anything. Like There's no yeast. And it's like, at what point have you bottle conditioned this? Thank yeah. you very much. Anyway, India Pale Ale. Yep. Because, you know, that's what we're doing. Um, they've got, very, very nicely, they've got a chilling and upright position before serving, because it's bottle conditioned. Mm. But then they'll have, pour carefully into a glass in one motion, and they have, like, a little diagram there as to how you're nice, supposed to pour nice. it. I didn't do that. I actually spilled some on your floor. So I've, <laughs> I've got to go mop <laughs> How's how you tell me? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Uh, but they do also see, say on the side, live beer. So, bottle-conditioned beer contains active yeast, still hard working to improve the beer's flavours, store upright in a cool, dry place, and serve as so. And I think that's quite nice. You know, it, it, mm. you know, it tells people that what they're getting is a living product. Um, now they, they do got, get into depth on the ingredients as well. They really do. Um, so, they've got the, the... Something that you s- used to see quite a lot on bottles was kind of like... Um, Basically, like scales of kind of like what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it smells like, that sort of thing. So they've went for sea, smell, taste, bitter, sweet, and then just like kind of little gum on each. Mm. So you should see copper. Yeah. And yeah, you I'd, do. Uh... Smell, citrus hop, tropical fruit fresh. Yeah, a bit. Okay. Taste. Now you have to use your lips for this. Uh-oh. Refreshing, fruity, bitter finish. Now, you should be getting bitterness, four out of five hops, and sweetness, three out of five cubes. (laughs) It's more interesting than the Marston's. Okay. So, uh, Goat's Leap is a strong, robust IPA Mm. with fresh hop flavours leading to a striking bitter finish. It is brewed using the finest Maris Otter. Everyone loves Maris Otter. That's a no-brainer. Crystal and Caramalts. So yeah. that's obviously what's driving that sort of like the deep colour the that they've got. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, I imagine that sort of like caramel-esque sort of flavour. I haven't had a chance to try it yet, so... Well, yeah, get get some in you. It, it does mention the hops as well. I think they've gone very traditional with the with the hop Oh, bill. haven't they just? Um, so I, I am getting that sort of like, <laughs> the, the sort of crystal malt. Um, and then an, a blend of English Challenger, Goldings, and Fuggles. Fuggles. Hop. Your favourite hop of all time. So here we have Goldings and Fuggles, like, you know, some of the archetype British hops. And, I mean, to be honest... It is a hoppy beer. Yeah, yeah. I'll give like, it that. You know, like, like they, they, they're not hiding that. The, um, the Marston's one, it really does pale in comparison to what they've got here. Like this, this beer, like it's got a, it's a deep flavour. You know, I would say that's more of a, an amber, yeah, ale than it is because you've got you've an got IPA. That. But again, I don't know if that's just because we've grown up with. American IPAs being super pale some, some because that them. is pale. Like if you like if you think of the history of the beer, where you know best bitters and stuff would have been a standard, that is pale. But then some West Coast IPAs easily yes. are, are that like, disappearance. Like, this sort of reddish like a, copper, um, you know, sort of like steam beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the beers that and and often when they creep up to like seven or eight percent as well, it's 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 harder to get them paler. Yes. And so uh, this one at 5.2, slightly weaker than the first beer, just has more. There's there's more there's more malt, there's more hops, yeah. there's more body. It's just... And like it it has that bitterness. It has mm. that dryness and it does have the sort of kind of spicy fruitiness that you would expect from Fuggles and Goldings. Yeah. Um and I I quite I like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. I like it. Like it is. It is a nice beer, and it feels quite traditional. Yeah, that's the thing. But like, without um, feeling stale. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, traditional doesn't have to mean stale. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to kind of do with this with this style was to try and get away from the we've got to use fuggles and goldings, and it's you know, and then you get people going, oh, "It's just going to taste like cardboard and dust," mm. and it's like it doesn't have to. <laughs> twigs and yeah. earth. It doesn't have to. Like you can, you should be able to make good and interesting things out of the hops that we have, literally growing on our doorsteps. Mm. Tasty ones. Well, yeah, hopefully. Have so, your have your ones started growing over your fence yet? Nah, because th- like, I mean the thing is, is, like I don't have the side of the fence where the hops grow, so I think the people on the other side of the fence might have oh. done a bad thing to them. Uh, so, Same. did you get three out of five cubes uh, in sweetness? Yeah. Yes. Did you get four out of five uh, hop cones in bitterness? Um, it's not very bitter. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the um, I like we we should move on to our next beer, but I do find it funny on the back of this bottle that the the sea smell and taste. So see, they've got a picture of an eye. Oh, it's the cyclops smell. Yeah, like the smell is her nose and the taste of the mouth, and they have just made a cyclops. Yeah. Above four hop cones and three cubes and i just find that funny should we that's, that's should we move on before i go a bit mad uh yeah all right all right right what have we got here the mic so third and final it's the second one of the uh brood four oh, okay range so this is brood for marks and spencers as well yeah uh, it is by adnams okay and uh it is an ipa but it's a single hop ipa right okay with uh, quite a new, in uh, in terms of uh, English hop varieties, yeah. uh, hop called Jester, 
renowned for being gooseberry and lychee. Right, okay. So, like, obviously, Adnam's, you know, it, it's a name most people will recognise. Yes, You know, yeah. like, like, they've been about for quite a while. You know, they're a very established brewery. And it's nice to see them kind of, I don't know, do, like, doing a single hop with a relatively new variety of hop. Yeah, it's only been around a few years, I think, so yeah. two or three, something like that. Uh, so, I mean, like, let's do the Cyclops. <laughs> that, that, that's how i'm gonna start doing it from now let's do the cyclops okay. so, yeah, so obviously use one eye and look at it yeah like color wise much more akin to um the marston's yeah that sort of orange orange yeah. pale yeah um right. it is a little bit hazy as well which i assume means it's not been filtered because this isn't yes. bottle conditioned yeah which um, is you know i'm always happy to see yeah yeah and uh yeah, nice, nice. Uh, the heads retaining. How about, how about well, the nails? So. Um, it's not. It's not. There's not a lot there, is there? Yeah, I'm. I'm getting quite a lot of that um, sort of pale fruit. Yeah, <laughs> think a goose. I guess I'm. I'm bunching them together. Gooseberries Sniff and, gooseberry and lychee is, is pale fruit. But um, yeah, a little bit of that because um, it's not zingy. It's it's sort of airy. No, like the things. It, it's it's not a very like kind of hop forward aroma. No. Um, and, you know, as I've said over the last two beers, I do think there is a, just a bit of a hangover from the what you expect from uh, modern sort of day IPAs. IPAs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's it's difficult to get out of that mindset, I think. And how's how's the lips feel? It's mm, interesting. Yeah? Yeah. The malt's more present than I thought it would be, especially from the smell. Uh, there's, and it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but that the hops are there though. They're, yeah, they they linger quite well. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a good balance, I think. Well, uh, let's see after a second sip. But. Yeah, I I mean, I I would say that the hops are a lot more present in that than they have been in either of the other two. Yeah, more identifiably distinct. But from I the think rest of the I beer. think maybe that is helped by the fact that it's just one hop. Yeah. So it's very easy to go right. Like this, this is the flavor we're going for. This is what we're going to push out in this yeah. game. So it's, it's single hops do tend to have that uh, sort of spike in certain flavor directions. So you go like, ah, oh, this this one hop only has a, a couple of these flavors. Whereas if you're get, using five or six hops, then it tends to blend out. Yeah, and, and mellow and you, around a bit. Yeah, and you, you, it tends not to be as identifiably one flavor I mean, or the- another. It has got like a nice spiciness, like you know. Like, I think that that one embodies the what I would think of as a, an English IPA. Yeah, very well. Yeah, I I think I'm even getting a little bit of English yeast sort of. Uh, it's like, it's like kind of like, it's like fruity estery. Yeah, sort of. yeah, yeah. Again, it's like you have to search for it. It's not. It's not something that's distracting you, like a no. sort of wheat beer sort of. But dry, flavors. like mm. it is dry. It's it like. And this is at 5.2%. I like so it. Can, can you just pass me the, the old bottle there? Yeah, might as well. Might as well. I mean, you may as well while you're here. Yeah. Um, again, suitable for vegetarians and vegans. I mean, I'm guessing this is a very standardised uh, back label that Marks and Spencers are putting in because, because obviously there's a brood under licence. Mm. Um, so they have guidelines in which they must follow yeah i guess yeah, yeah. so because the, the back of this looks exactly the same as the back of the other bottle <laughs> i mean obviously it's good to know some different words on it but, yeah 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 um yeah like 
interesting. Like, yeah, I, like I, I quite like it. Yeah, I I'm not sure if I prefer it over the um, the Goat's Leap. I think the Goat's Leap just had a bit more gusto behind it. It's got a bit more complexity to it. Yeah. I think the Goat's Leap. There's there's a lot more kind of going I think, on. I think there's a, a there's quite a broad, subtle complexity with the Jester one. It's just uh, not much oomph to go with it. Yeah. I like They're It's been good. an interesting They're journey. That's a, like, that's a thing. Like, like we always knew this episode was going to be a bit sort of like ah uh, there's there's nothing weird to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is weird yeah. in itself like you know the amount of kind of stars and stuff that there is out there to have a, just a very bog style. It's like kind of like when we did like the the you know the best bitter and you know the, uh, the mild. As yeah, well. yeah, exactly. Like it's just like, what do you talk about? Because people have been talking about this stuff for, for ages, for so it's, like, it's very difficult yeah. to go. Oh, here's a new thing to think about. Yeah, but like I think there's been some interesting takes on it, and the, yeah, the Jester yeah. one. I like that they've went. There's a new British hop. Yeah, let's and let's give that there a go. are exciting developments going on in, in in English shops at the moment. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm really keen to see what comes out in the next uh, sort of uh, four or five years because developing new breeds of hop takes so long. Well, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, just, ah. so yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, it it will be interesting, and you know, obviously, we'll keep you up to date on kind of how this brew goes, um, and you know what the varying different. Uh, changes in my equipment are going to bring. Like, yeah. I, I will yeah, try yeah, to yeah. keep people up to date as to kind of how I'm experiencing it because I've had um, people asking on Twitter, like, oh, can you keep us up to date on how you find the tilt? And, you know, just basically like that. So I will try to keep people up to date on yep. the yeah, equipment yeah. changes as well as kind of how the beer is going. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think that's largely it from yeah, us yeah yeah i um, think um next time i'm gonna be brewing a rye ipa which is okay good, so because that's something you've done and i've not done yes so yeah I'm yeah it was be... something i did uh, quite a while ago but i did really i, I like rye beers yeah, so, yeah you know it'll be interesting to kind of see what you come up with and see how closely it matches nice my old recipe um so as always if you like the podcast um you know Get in touch on Twitter uh, or any other social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, just at by the mash tone. Just search for us. You'll find us. Um, If you enjoy our podcast, please think about leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on iTunes, because, you know, the ratings and review things on that make a massive difference Mm. to our visibility. Algorithms, Um, man. Like we tend to work through word of mouth um you know for our podcast True. um and also do check out the maltmiller.co.uk for you know ingredients ideas if you ever need any help with equipment um or anything get in contact with them if you've got any questions about the podcast email us <laughs> um or if you've just got any comments you just want to kind of you know advise us on where we're potentially going wrong because oh, it yes. does happen we're yeah, just yeah. homebrewers. Yeah, we're not experts. No, we, like at all. We are we are learning by brewing. So exactly, um, fumbling so, through it. Yeah, uh, you know. Thanks for listening. We couldn't get through this without knowing that people were actually enjoying it as well. And we will see you next time for a Rye IPA. Yeah. Thanks right. then. Bye. Bye.